to another episode of the Hot Hot Hoops Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Aperno, joined by my co-host, Matt Hannafin. Uh, we took a little break. We took a little break after the preview pod, um, just because we didn't really have time to pod. Not because we were secretly making a deal with the devil uh, to go up three zip on the Celtics, but you know, in case that's what you were thinking, it's not what happened. We're just enjoying this Miami butt kicking. Matt, I'm going to pass it to you, man. Lob it right up to you. What do you think? Are you sure Miami's up 3-0 in the series? Just from what Celtics fans have told us over the last two years in the playoffs, it matters by quarters. I think they're tied at at six quarters, so I think it's a tie game. I don't know how much – I don't know how long this series is supposed to last, but it's tied at six apiece. No. uh, Who who was it that said it could be by 10 points, 20 points, one point? A W is a W? Have you? That's a very good quote by somebody that I don't even know right now. I gotta look it up. <laughs> uh, but any, <laughs> before we just completely go off the rails, uh, no, game three was a complete just butt whooping. Um, you expected the Celtics, or at least I expected the Celtics, to come out with just a little bit more sense of urgency, even though they were playing on the road. We've seen them at least in the Sixers series, and then last year in the Bucks series, I know it's, again, kind of two, not two different teams, but, like, uh, the I guess the mentality of both teams were different, but um, they've battled back in series before, and so I expected them to at least provide a little bit more of a fight than what they did in Game 3. I mean, it felt like, even from, like, the first quarter when Miami went up eight, like you could tell Miami, they were playing better. They were a lot more cohesive. They were a lot more connected on both ends of the floor. And the Celtics just came out, at least outside of the first few possessions, it looked like they were just more disjointed. And then Miami goes up, I think, what was it, like 22 or something like that in the second quarter. Uh, and then they go, eventually they go 31 and win the game by 26. But it was just a complete just butt whooping from the moment tipped off really um and i mean shout out to gabe vincent who had 29 points a career high 29 points on 11 and 14 shooting six and nine from deep shout out to duncan robinson who hit five of his seven threes made seven of his 11 field goals including a layup over jason tatum after he completely dusted grant williams on the perimeter he finished with 22 points i mean miami only got 29 combined points from Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo through the first three quarters, and they were already up 30. Like, I think that says a lot about how this game went. Uh, And the funniest part about this game is when you look back at at the box score, the Celtics finished with 22 more rebounds, including 21 offensive rebounds. Like, it's just something that you're just like, wait, what? What happened again? Like, how did Miami win this game? But, uh, again, if you watch it, Miami just had – the sense of urgency that Boston didn't Miami punched him in the mouth over and over again. And Boston just folded. Uh, I don't know if that's what we're going to see in game four, but that's certainly what happened in game three. But yeah. You know, there's only so many times one can watch the town and, and, you know, and get his basketball opinions on that. No, no. Um, Honestly, I find, (laughs) I find uh, Joe Mazzula has taken a lot of more flack than he necessarily deserves. You know, um, up until now, he'd coached uh, very well all season, and he'd coached um, quite well in the playoffs. But, are we you know, sure? Um, are you, well, he has not had a good series you know, at you know, all. He's gotten boat raced, and he's 
the Hawks series that shouldn't have gone six and sure, the Sixers like, series that shouldn't have gone seven. And I think part of that's from him. Yeah. But like, also it's like not everybody can come in as a rookie head coach and be Steve Kerr. You know what I mean? There's going to be growing pains. And I think like, I think despite the, the growing pains, like he was a very good regular season coach and he's kind of experiencing playoffs for the first time. So I think, yeah, a lot of it you can put on Joe Missoula and the quotes for yesterday did not help. But also if, if you're going to humbly be one of the best basketball players in the world, you need to show it on the court. No, right. It, there is, so there, it's not just, that, that, it's not just Missoula, but he hasn't coached a good series. I don't think. No, no, not at all. I mean, like there's just the timeout, the timeout calling alone. You know what I mean? Right. Um, like you can, <laughs> it's like, it doesn't make any sense. Like you and I spoke about it in the preview pod when you, I was being very optimistic and you were being less than optimistic. The yeah, key, no, no one, factor, by the way, sorry to interrupt. No one should ever listen to anything I should say ever again, but it continue. It's okay, man. I look like a genius. Um, and, and that's, and that's just fine. Um, that being said, um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think, look, I think you took a little bit of flack. We talked about it. Um, Spo was the main factor that was going to make this series different. And, the only one who's not surprised by any of this is Jimmy Butler, who promised they'd be back in this situation and get it done. And, you know, I don't see any lies from Jimmy Butler. You know, he, he also said midseason when the Heat were playing awful, that it doesn't matter. We're going to win the championship anyway. So I don't know uh, what to think right now. Only, uh, only just sitting back and enjoying the ride because there's a very different Heat team. Uh, that we, then we what we saw during the season. I think we say that every pod uh, because they're spectacular. Um, they're firing on all cylinders. Duncan Robinson is back to being the Duncan Robinson that we'd seen in the bubble and before that. Max Struess is being Max Struess occasionally. Caleb Martin is the second coming of LeBron James all of a sudden. Um, Gabe Vincent is uh, securing the bag for himself as he heads into free agency and uh, – you know, Bam is Bam is doing exactly what we said we wanted him to do, which was to maintain the aggressiveness uh, from Game Six of the next series and bring it in. And you know, and every once in a while, Matt has to take his medicine and embrace the love, the Kevin love. And uh, it was good news today coming out of um, the thing. It was just uh, I think it was like lower lower leg tightness, and he's probable for Game Four. So um, yeah, they said they said yeah, calf. So they said he got a cramp last night, and that was pretty much it. And I mean. Um, you didn't really need to put him back in at a certain point. So like give Caleb the rest. So um, it kind of leads me to one thing. Uh, do you think the Celtics respond tomorrow? Because I figure there'll be a big punch in the first quarter, uh, like usual, um, or like at least what we kind of expect. And then it's up to see if Miami can, you know, keep their, <laughs> this is going to be this is a very, you know, colorful way to put it but does Miami take their foot off the neck uh well I mean just I don't know what to think because these previous two games I expect Boston at least after Miami took game one I expected Boston just to come out with more urgency and we saw that at least a little bit in the first half of game two um yet Miami crawls out of another double digit deficit to win the game eventually especially after Grant Williams poked the bear and then last night um we're recording that we're recording this on Monday uh, but in game three, I expected Boston again to at least come out with some urgency. I mean, I know Miami's been unbeaten at home, uh, but I expected Boston at least just show some fight because it's like their season's practically on the line. And they rolled over and 
Miami just completely, again, just punched him in the mouth over and over again, and Boston just folded up like a piece of paper. Um, quit, so it's like, quit. if I say yes, like if I mean, I mean, again, I'm expecting Boston at least come out with some urgency tomorrow, but at this point, man, I really don't know. I mean, it looked like just from what I saw last night in game three, it looked like Miami just completely just ripped their spirit from their chest. What what was the thing I posted on Twitter yesterday? It was the scene from the dark Knight uh, rises. And it was, uh, it's like, it was Bane. It was like, I wonder what would break first, your spirit or your body. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's just... back. It's, that was, that was, um, it was like that. That game yesterday was a visual representation of that scene from the movie in right. basketball way. Right. And it was just like, it, Boston looks so disjointed and they looked so just, they, it almost just looks like they're done with the season. Um, they're looks- not technically, but it it just looks like, like Miami just completely just, have, just broken them. And you catch again, the, I expect uh- some fight from Boston tomorrow. I don't expect another 26 point win, but at this point, with my predictions and what I think, I I really don't know what to think anymore, man. I really don't. We're seeing something that's completely unprecedented, and just keep something that just anyone. doesn't ever happen with eight seeds in the NBA playoffs. It just doesn't happen. I mean, again, we we I think we touched on this a little bit in the preview pod, but the one eight seed that's made it to the Eastern Conference Finals before was the New York Knicks in '99. Yep. The New York Knicks were six games back of the one seed. The Miami Heat, the one seed, and it was in a lockout season. This year's Miami Heat team was 14 games back of the Milwaukee Bucks, beats them in five games, albeit one without Giannis Antetokounmpo. But Miami still also lost Tyler Hero and Victor Oladipo. They beat the Knicks in six games, and now they're up 3-0 against the Boston Celtics and are on the verge of sweeping them. Like, this is insane, dude. Like, to all the Heat yeah. fans out there, don't take a single bit of this for granted. I know, I'm sure most aren't, but just to put that out there, please don't take any of this shit for granted because this does not happen. And this is just insane, dude. Like, I don't, Miami Heat, this Miami Heat team isn't the typical eight seed, but like what we saw throughout the regular season as we belabored over and over again, we're going to do it again. It just wasn't oh, yeah. a fun season for us. And no. it looked completely opposite of the way it does now. And so it's like, I don't, I don't know what to think about for tomorrow, man. I mean, I, I'm, I'm hoping for a sweep, obviously, but I don't know what to think, man. I don't know what to think. I had, heck, I had Miami, I had Celtics and six in the series. And I look like a complete effing idiot, which usually I am. So that's not, that tracks. But at the same time, this is just insane, <laughs> dude. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to think, man. I don't know what to think. At this point, I'm I mean, just I'm completely dumbfounded by all of this. I think predicting is uh is is impossible uh for this playoffs in general. Um, especially when the heat are concerned. Uh, you could just do what I do and bet heat money line all the time and Yes, you don't uh, yeah. yeah. You're doing pretty well if you did that, but that's just because like I find it fun to do stuff like that for my favorite team. Um that being said, everyone who predicted that this would be a long series, like was making the educated, the educated guess. I mean, the only like the only disastrous prediction that I saw was ESPN's analytics account, who's predicting the algorithm needs <laughs> to be completely redesigned, re- take it back to formula. The da- the DAs oh, need to get in there, and they need to fix whatever uh, formula they had there that was spinning out 
Well, and I think at the at the time right now, um, the Heat only, according to their algorithm, only have a twenty eight percent chance of uh, closing out the series. As of right now, that, they updated that. Oh yeah. So what what is it now? I think well, what I saw this morning on Twitter, is someone tweeted about it. I want to say it was Major Pass. Shout out him. Uh, but I think there were at like a sixty nine to seventy percent chance, something like that. Nice. Nice. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I, you know, it's like okay, maybe they updated the algorithm a little bit, but I guess I guess we'll see. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens. But uh, regardless, I think yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, for Heat fans uh, who watched a lot of basketball um, this season, um, you're finally getting you're it's paying dividends. All the crap that you watched is paying dividends in in the playoffs uh, because this has been incredibly enjoyable um you know i don't love blowouts but yesterday was kind of fun um well you like it when your team wins right of course of course of course but uh i mean maybe maybe i just have post-traumatic stress disorder from over 70 how 75 clutch games and i don't understand basketball without a (laughs) that without a five uh you know without without a game within five points at the end um but no it's it's that's it we're being treated right now and i mean (laughs) You're seeing some spectacular stuff from Jimmy Butler, so much so that it's revived the Jimmy Butler is Michael Jordan's son meme, which is my favorite conspiracy theory in all of basketball. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's incredible to watch. And I mean, we didn't talk about the first two games, but they were they were nice nice battles. And um, you know, I, I think I had tweeted it, or maybe I just uh, messaged it to Matt. One of the two, I was I was saying like the heat are prepared for clutch situations because they spent their entire season practicing them. And, yep. you know, um, as annoying as it was during the regular season, like I have to say it does ring true. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, tur- it's turning into W's and, you know, look, nothing is done yet. Um, and you know, same thing goes for the nugget series. Nothing is done yet. Where they're up three zip, uh, things can change. Um, but at the moment, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic about the Miami Heat heading into the next round, um, which would be the finals, which would be really cool. So, you know, like, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, but I'm, I don't, I'm hoping Jimmy Butler just gets it done tomorrow. Well, I mean, but Jimmy Butler yeah, is also the one always, yeah, he's always, he's posting on Instagram, like the five, right? Yeah. He's like, he's, he's always, he's, he is showing respect. Uh, a couple of things, um, just on last game or last game in the game before I want to talk about um, Jimmy Butler getting Al Horford back with the, with the T celebration um, hilarious. And, uh, and then uh, what Jimmy, Jimmy pointing at Grant Williams on that and one where he ultimately missed the free throw, but uh, still just classic. Um, another thing, everyone is uh, shitting on Grant Williams a little bit. And well, man, what you got to do is like- tough two games, man. I'm just kidding. I like Grant Williams. I'm excited to one day see Grant Williams in a Heat uniform because he plays he plays Miami Heat basketball. He's well, a competitor. We're like, going one there. Thing I, yeah, we're going there. Uh, one thing one thing I loved um, from both Jimmy and Grant Williams is they both gave them uh, gave each other respect in the interviews after the game. It's like, hey, uh, Jimmy was like, I really respect Grant Williams and we're competitors. And then Grant Williams pretty much mirrored the exact same thing. I respect Jimmy Butler. We're both competitors. We get fiery. Like. I like that kind of basketball. I like that kind of play. Um, I respected that coming from Grant Williams, who was basically just put on blast so much so that people were saying him and uh, Dylan Brooks were going to play in Shanghai next season together. <laughs> so, um, you know, I don't like, I don't understand why Grant Williams didn't play in game one. 
Um, but uh, because he was such a big part of the team last year. But uh, Pritchard, I'd, um, Missoula played Pritchard. That's why I'm saying he hasn't coached a good series. That's part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah. It, well, look, man, you got to watch game film. You can't just watch the town. <laughs> and like, and you have to mix it up. If the town's not working, you need to put another classic Boston movie in there and watch Goodwill Hunting. I don't think I've ever watched. You need to mix town, it up. So I don't know. Oh, it's fantastic. Like, is it? I see. I, I also disclose this to you now while we're on the pod. I am not someone who watches a lot of movies typically, and so there's a lot of like acclaimed movies that I just haven't seen. Uh, dude, treat yourself. I mean, I watch sports, dude. That's the. <laughs> That's what yeah, I do. Go on, uh, go on. You need to take a long flight somewhere, man, and just watch some movies. Usually I'm reading <laughs> like, like, a book or something. I don't know. Or not reading a book. Usually, see, I, when I'm on a plane, I'm, I'm, I'm a big like window seat guy. And so mm-hmm. I like just looking out the window for just no apparent. Like, I'll pop in some headphones, look out the window for however long my flight is, and then that'll be that. Or, I mean, I'll take a nap or something like that. But usually I'm not a big movie guy on planes. I'm, I'm, I'm just not. Ladies, ladies, he's well read. Uh, he thinks a lot. You know, he uh, <laughs> meditates in the plane. Gets his uh, gets his eight hours. My Hannafin, baby. I don't get eight hours. I get like a good five six. That's because you're watching sports. Well, I that, and I'm just I'm a weird person. I like going to bed late, but I also like waking up early. It's just I, I don't I can't explain myself. All right, so we're, we've gone too much off the rails here. <laughs> look like uh, you know it can't you know it can't just be reserved for jeff and mark jackson <laughs> we can also go off the rails <laughs> oh yeah no lakers nuggets is going to be my movie tonight that's what it's going to be it's two and a half okay, hours see how, see how this movie goes see, see, if, see if lebron uh, can have like a good climax or stuff i don't know <laughs> dude man are we still doing phrasing <laughs> At least you're watching something made in Hollywood. Even <laughs> yeah, movie. right. Yeah, right. Uh, so the Boston Celtics. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, listeners. Yeah, we're, we we apologize for this. Um, <laughs> but like, enjoy the laughs with us. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and I sound like a complete mess, dude. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Man, look, geez. if you go if you go back to midseason, you listen to a podcast with me and Matt, there is no happiness. <laughs> no, there's not. There's not. <laughs> so let us enjoy it. Something for once. So the Miami Heat went 19 to 35 from deep in game three. <laughs> oh, that's good. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good number. 54.3%. <laughs> Uh, they continue to be, I think, the best three-point shooting team in the playoffs. If I'm not mistaken, I think they are. Yeah, which is which is nice because they were horrible all season from three-point line. But if you listen to a podcast, I say the same thing every podcast because they were really atrocious. Um, and they'll, if they do make it to the next round, and I, you know, I'm thinking they do, um, but I'm not committing because I don't want to jinx things superstitious that way. Um, they're going to need it. They're going to need it. Uh, because I mean, I, I had the opportunity to see Jokic play live, uh, this year, um, against new Orleans. And, um, 
my God, man, I've never seen somebody move so slow and be so good. And, uh, you know, it's like, it's that he's like Thanos. He's an, that's a movie reference, man. Yeah. I, um, all right. I've seen Avengers Endgame and I've seen infinity War. I think those are like two of like five Marvel movies that I've seen in my life. Okay. <laughs> you know, just double checking. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, you know, it's like, he, he, he's, he's inevitable. Like he's going to get his buckets and stuff. And we'll do, look if, if, if the heat close out, uh, we'll do a preview pod of it and everything, but it's like, Miami's going to need to keep this up um, in order to, to uh, in order to on route to a potential championship. It's just, it's what has to happen. We talked about it in the preview pod for the Celtics said the heat are going to have to play near perfect basketball to beat this team. They have. And, I mean, and they, <laughs> that's they it. They have. Have. What, what, what did we say on the pod, Matt, um, for preview? We said that all of the role players needed to come and deliver every game. And that's exactly what you've seen. All of the role players are delivering. Yeah. Hey, Caleb and, and Gabe, uh, Gabe, after an okay series against the Knicks, has responded at big time. Uh, he's hitting key shots again. He's giving us no, 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 yeah moments, which is, uh, which is, you know, in, in, uh, you know, filling the Mario Chalmers gap. Um, and uh, it's, it's been, it's been a pleasure to watch. I mean, I really hate the tired, undrafted narrative, just because, like, if you're a Heat fan, you've watched the hell out of these players over the last few seasons. You know what they're capable of. You know, you know they were undrafted, and you probably haven't thought about it since their two ways got finalized. Yeah. So it's like I hate. I like I know. I mean, Spo's already talked about it, but it's like I think there was a there was a graphic yesterday where it was like uh, Celtics bench or just Celtics in total, and then like undrafted Heat players. It's like, come on now. Like, yeah, it's like, I, it's never, be, it's never used in a positive way. And, uh, I think, I think, Not, that's a really, yeah, most of the time, I think it's a little disrespectful to the boys. Yeah. And it's just the fact that like, again, just, just looking at yesterday as a prime example, Max choose 10 points. I mean, he, he, he was a little bit inefficient, but he's been good throughout these playoffs. Gabe Vincent, 29 points. Caleb Martin, who I've still, I've been on record saying he shouldn't have been undrafted. Uh, he was the better brother out of college, but he had 18 points on seven of, seven of 11 shooting. What's Duncan Cody Robinson, drafted? 22 points. What? Did, Co- did Cody get drafted? Yeah, Cody got, I think it was 37 to Hornets. Oh, okay. And I just went and got the twin. Yeah. They, yeah. One, just one of the cooler story, like, yeah, he went undrafted, but he also just signed with the team that drafted his brother. Um, yeah, and then they've talked about it before in the past, but the reason why, uh, I think it was no, wait, no, I never mind. I'm, I'm thinking of like college, like they, like when they recruited him in college, they looked at Cody before they looked at Caleb, and then they just brought both along. But anyway, that's a different story. I was thinking, I was like Miami. I was like, wait, no, that was all Jake. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is a very cool story. Yeah, Jake Holt texting Quran and being the or being like, Hey, check out this guy. And then obviously Caleb gets his opportunity and presses the brass and everyone. But, uh, but yeah, no, like these guys have, as we talked about, have stepped up. I mean, it was a little, I mean, again, you look at the box score and even then like Bam Adebayo had 13 points and three rebounds, but yet it was still a very loud and impactful 13 points, three rebounds, two assists, one steal on a block. Like I looked at that yesterday and I was just like, wait, what? Like that, it just didn't seem right. I felt like, I mean, he was 
we, every single Celtic player that was under the rim, Bam was trying to put them through the rim, into the ground, into the earth's core yesterday. He, he was um, also getting great enjoyment out of it. And that's the yeah, as he should. But like, I want that death instinct. Right. And he's been like, is it fair to say just right now? I know recency bias takes a big part of this, but is it fair to say that like these last five or six games from Bam have been some of the best basketball he's played in his career, just given the circumstances, like he's been remarkable on both ends. Like, I don't think people realize that enough. I mean, yeah, there's been a couple of times where he's been in zone or whatever, and he's been buried at the restricted area and he does his best to contest without fouling. And, someone may convert a layup or two over him or something like that. But just from like when he's in space, when he, when he is sometimes protecting the rim, like he's on the glass boxing out, he's setting very good screens. I mean, I think his screening goes untalked about because people think he sets illegal screens, which I don't necessarily. Oh, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I think you're right. Um, I'm going to use a movie reference. So like, okay. Uh, All right. <laughs> I'll try in, to um, bear with you. Yeah. Yeah. In Rocky three. Um, Haven't seen know, it. Oh Jesus! Sorry, okay. yeah, it, it's fine. I'll I'll explain. Um, <laughs> basically, basically, um, Rocky had lost his championship to Clubber to Clubber Lang, who is Mr. T. You're familiar with Mr. T, huh? Right? Okay. Are you familiar with Mr. T? You know Mr. T? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, great. Um, so anyway, Rocky had lost uh, to Clubber Lang, who was basically like a robot made for boxing. He was like he was like the Jimmy Butler of boxing, basically, at the time in this movie. High and, praise. And basically, uh, Rocky is dejected. He's just lost his trainer, and he kind of goes to L.A. to train with his mortal enemy at the time, who became his best friend, Apollo Creed, you know, who he had won the title from. And Apollo was looking at Rocky, and he's like, there is no tomorrow. You don't have the eye of the tiger. And he has to work basically with Apollo to get back the eye of the tiger. You know, game six against the Knicks, Bam was just like, I got the eye of the tiger. Now let's rock. And um, he's carried it over into this. And like the world is taking notice. Um, the the story that had, you know, plagued Bam like, uh, like, a, like a haunting was that he couldn't perform in the playoffs. And uh, that is gone. That is gone. Bam is, um, Bam is showing why he got a gained an all-star appearance. Um, he's uh, upped his points per game, I think significantly over the last like four um, from, from 16 back to 20, I believe. Um, what else? And uh, yeah, like you said, uh, he's just being aggressive. He's uh, looking to basically collect souls on his way to the rim. And it's something that everyone's wanted. Also, the team is just setting him up for success. And that's something that you and I had, had, uh, had talked about a lot over, you know, how many podcasts we've done in, you know, in the playoffs and it's been quite a few. So, you know, the redundancy is probably annoying to listeners. So we apologize, but it's true. Uh, this is, uh, this is the best BAM we've seen in a while. This is the BAM with the eye of the tiger. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at it right now over his previous five games, 21 points, 11 rebounds force. I mean, not counting. Okay. I say this without counting. Uh, game three yesterday just because he only played in 26 minutes right and didn't play the entire fourth quarter uh but did you see um did you see the cleaning the glass stat uh which was shooting accuracy at the rim for the heat no i didn't it's 100 percent. oh well that's pretty good or in the 100 percentile 
or it's just no, 100% it's, it's in the hundredth percentile, but it's also a hundred percent. Sweet. Yeah, but they only shot twenty two percent of shots at the uh, other shots at the rim yesterday. But okay. hey, hundred percent is hundred percent, man. I know another cleaning the glass side. I think it was Sean Rochester of Five Reasons. Shout out Sean. Very good. And shout out Five Reasons. Follow him on Twitter if you. Uh, yeah, shout out Five Reasons as well. They do a lot of good work over there. But shout out Sean because he does a lot of like the cleaning the glass stats like during the games and stuff like that. But I think he's. I think he had it. Miami had a 69% effective field goal percentage, which I think it would be his highest of the entire season. If I have that stat correct, it was 68 and a half, Let me go um, which yeah. is obviously very good, but yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was 60, 69%. Okay. I, mean, I think that was, I think he, I think he tweeted that it was the highest of the season. I believe. I don't know I if it was that. just the playoffs, but regardless, still very good percentage. One of the best, if not the best that he'd have had all season. Um, just going back to Bam. 21.2 points, 11 rebounds, four assists, one steal, a half a block, shooting 58.53.8% from the field and 82% from the free throw line over his previous five games, not counting. Uh, so pretty much going back from game four of the Knicks series to game two of the Celtics series, that five game stretch. Uh, he's just been really good, man. Like, like you, I, again, I don't think you can say enough about it. Um, He's been really good. He's been very efficient. Um, and you can tell there's more intention and purpose to his to his drives and his attacks. Like, I think this is, again, different than what we've seen in previous seasons at certain points. I mean, in previous playoff runs towards, like, he's getting the ball. Yeah, there are definitely going to be times where he's looking for the dribble handoff. Like, that's just part of the offense especially when Duncan Robinson and Gabe Vincent and Max Drews are on the floor with him and running around and stuff like that. But I think like he doesn't hesitate. He, he'll, he may, he might wait a second, sees Robert Williams in front of him, isolated and just like, no, I'm going to attack this. This is food to me. Um, and he's done a phenomenal job converting um, over said against said player. Same thing with uh, Al Horford, same thing. I mean, he's had times where he's gotten switched on to Jalen Brown uh, or Jalen Brown switched on to him, excuse me, and he's taking he's t- just taking advantage of that. And I think it's really nice to see. I mean, it was kind of similar to what we saw a little bit in the Celtics series in the bubble, um, especially in that game six where he every every single time he saw Daniel Tyson in front of him, he just wanted to put him through the backboard. Um, oh yeah, and like we've seen a lot of that from Bam over these last several games. In addition to the rebounding. I mean, he corralled 17 rebounds in game two against Boston. He's gotten double-digit rebound, double rebounds five times these playoffs. He's been very good. He's been very good on the glass, especially when he's the primary player to box everyone out. Uh, or he's like the primary like box-out player. And he's had to do a lot on the glass against the, like a Brooke Lopez, against a Mitchell Robinson and Isaiah Hardenstein, against a Robert Williams. Um who also had six offense rebounds yesterday. Again, I can't believe Boston had 21, but side note. Uh, but like, no, Bam's been, Bam's been phenomenal these playoffs. And I, again, I think it's safe to say, just given the circumstances, given just from what we've seen from him, from an aggression standpoint, from even a playmaking standpoint, which I, I tweeted about it. I've talked about it from the mid to high post. They're just letting him play, making guys are running off screens. Duncan's doing back cuts. It's just so much fun to watch. And, like just giving all, just given all of that, 
it's all flowing incredibly well. And I think he's playing some of the best basketball that he's played in his life. And I don't think that can be, yeah. I don't think that's a hot take. No, I'm right with you, man. That's, uh, that's all fair. That's all super, super fair. Um, it's a good assessment. I would like uh, Kyle Lowry to have a real bounce back game because, because I wrote an analysis piece on Kyle Lowry that dove really deep into praising his entire playoff run. And then he put up a, put up a trillion basically um, in, uh, in game two. Um, but yesterday, honestly, uh, I thought Larry's presence was good. He, like he had that charge that was unfortunately uh, waved off after review. Um, and then uh, he, he was doing exactly like kind of what I analyzed, which is he, which is what he didn't do all season is he was getting mid range buckets and you know, the two mid range buckets he had were helpful at the time. And uh, he, I mean, he only played 16 minutes cause you didn't need him out there, but I still feel like, a lot of Lowry's effectiveness in a game doesn't get categorized in the box score. A lot of it is just being at the right place at the right time. He's very good at that. So um, excited to see what he potentially does tomorrow because I am the hot, hot hoops resident Kyle Lowry defender. That's Canadian. And uh, you know, I, I want him to play an impact because he's been really, really uh, He was playing great all playoff long. No, he, he has, so we'll see. he has, uh, but like again, in games like what happened in Game Three, you might not need him as much. Again, it's just one of those things where it's like if different guys are stepping up at different times, I think you could live with. Uh, I don't want to say sub to optimal, but like at least a below average to his standard Kyle Lowry playoff performance, at least from what we've seen in these playoffs. I mean, I still think he's been really impactful in both ends, and yeah. I think a part of and I think part of the reason again, obviously the blowout, but Cave Vincent couldn't miss. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, they've they run up, they've run lineups out there where, like, at least to begin, like, the second quarters and stuff like that, where they'll have Lowry and Vincent play together. But And I like those two ball handler lineups, just, like, just in case the offense mucks up a little bit without Jimmy on the floor. But, uh, no, I mean, Kyle's been really good. I, I expect him at least, whether it's tomorrow in Game 4 or the finals, if Miami advances or Game 5 or whatever, however long the series lasts, I think he'll have at least one more really big game. From, I mean, he was like, yeah, how many, how many, no, go on. How many points did, um, how many points did Gabe have last night? 29. 29. Okay. Um, okay. So I, there might be some mistakes on, uh, on cleaning the glass. Cause like I was looking, I'm like, I thought Duncan had a lot more than 10 points last night. And it says Gabe only had 18. So there's some, uh, they, well, cause it's non garbage time. Oh, you're right. You're right. They count the Sorry, non-garbage am... time minutes for stuff like that. I am coming into uh, today's pod uh, right after the gym, and I need to drink more water. Wow. Apologize. Dehydrated, Brandon? No, I'm just kidding. Dehydrated. We had a laughing fit midway through the pod. That doesn't generally happen. (laughs) It was entertaining, but yeah. Look, um, we're going to close Predictions for tomorrow. um, And hopefully, yeah, predictions for tomorrow. You know, it's at home. Uh, I'm sure. Sure, everybody just wants to party to Pepes, Pepes, and uh, and and enjoy and enjoy a Heat W. So I don't the way the Heat have been playing and the way the Celtics looked looked. I mean, they looked so dejected when the camera panned to them in in the fourth quarter. I think I think Miami just closes it out. It's like the spirit the spirits look broken. Um, so yeah, prediction. He closed it out, sweep the series, off to face the oh actually off to face whatever team wins the other series. 
I, I predict Probably that. Should. should I just ride with the Celtics, considering I've jinxed everything so far this series? So Miami wins. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, you, uh, it's should you be scared if I ride with you? I don't know. Us doing the pod scares me in general because we hadn't done it in a few <laughs> games. <laughs> no, I, I think I, I ultimately do agree with you, though. I think Miami closes it out tomorrow. I just don't think they want to play with their food any longer. I think, no, but again, no, I still expect some Boston fight in that first half. But again, if Miami's knocking down 19 of their 35 threes, if Boston's going 11 of 42 from deep, I don't expect those two numbers to happen again. But if something similar to those lines happen, then I think, I think Miami closes yeah. this out. They and again, we haven't had an FU Jimmy game yet, other than game. Well, I guess game. I guess the latter part of game two. two. There was, um, I was cut to give you an idea how long I've been writing for this site. Um, it was in 2014. I was live tweeting the NBA finals, uh, heat, heat and Celtics. Um, and LeBron came out in the elimination game and he, he surged right off the bat and he didn't get really anything else from the heat. And it was slow, but it was uh, slowly, but surely Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs kind of took over and, you know, suffocated the life out of the Miami heat. So that's kind of I, I see the Celtics maybe doing something similar tomorrow, where Tatum or Brown come out surging, and Miami collects itself and slowly smothers the Celtics. Um, it's it's just it's kind of it's I just I see that similarly sim- yeah, similarity. So I don't know, um, but like I remember that moment very well because it was uh, I think that was my first year uh, running for HHH and got to got the live tweet a big old L in the finals. <laughs> so I, I mean, let, let's 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 see what happens. Uh, Can we change those fortunes this uh, time if we make it. Hopefully, or Miami. Like, I've live tweeted two NBA finals, and the Heat have lost both of them. So the good news is, if the Heat do get to the NBA finals, Matt's going to be live tweeting. Yeah, I again apologize to the to the uh, to the listeners, to the viewers of the Twitter accounts. Life, the time death, taxes. Know. Matt live tweeting at Miami Heat game. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Let's do it. I even well, had you some potty mouth always. tweets yesterday. I don't usually do that on the Twitter sphere, but that's you don't even do that on the pod. You, I don't do so. that in general. I don't like I don't like cursing on on record. I don't. I don't. But there you have hey, it. sorry. Hey, sometimes the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals, or not the NBA Finals, the Miami Heat in this type of playoff run. Uh, it, it it expels words that uh, you don't necessarily expect to say in terms of like, holy, this gosh, team is awesome. gosh darn! It's Jimmy freaking Butler. Thank gosh darn it, Jimmy Butler. Thank <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you. All right, like and subscribe. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Give us a five star rating. Uh, see you guys after game four. <laughs>